beautiful wholesome weight gainers and welcome back to the wholesome weight gain podcast before we dive into today's beautiful interview i have a super important and exciting announcement to make the wholesome weight gain four day challenge is going in round number two and this time it's going to be even for free for everyone so if you're listening to this right now before the 18th of august you are kindly invited to join the challenge it's going to be held live within the facebook group so all you need to do is click the link down below join the challenge join the group introduce yourself to the group so we can build a community together and then you're welcome to four days for free to get all the value that you need to get all the information that you need and even to have a life workout with me together in order to gain weight successfully so finally take the step to make your weekend journey a true and full success and in today's episode, I have Danny talking about her history of gaining weight, but also losing weight and relapsing from this all over again. We also spoke about the difference between gaining weight intuitively versus gaining weight by counting or tracking your calories. We also spoke about why getting out of your comfort zone is crucial on your journey in order to make yourself grow. We also spoke about what role does journaling play in your life and also the importance of eating despite not moving or exercising enough and lastly we also integrated the topic hey of Danny how to thank you so much for coming here today I'm really pleased so to meet you to um, how are you appreciate if you gave this a super I am good how are you and thank you so much for inviting me this is such a pleasure for me I've never been in a podcast before oh this is gonna be amazing I'm pretty sure you're gonna be gonna do an amazing job um the reason why I wanted to have you in my podcast is because I think you have such an inspiring story of like so many things that I'm gonna ask you about because I think so many women can learn from that so many people can take information value out of the things that you have experienced in your life in order to make their own life easier so um, I thought you're just going to be an amazing person to speak about these topics um, yeah, on my podcast here but maybe first off do you want to just quickly introduce yourself to my audience uh, of course okay so my name is Danny Fernandez well like my full name is Daniela, but I like to be called Danny. <laughs> um, I started on social media recording like my whole process with recovering from an eating disorder about like four years ago. But in the beginning, I was just showing the food that I was eating and not really my face because I was very self-conscious about it. But then after a while, I just started sharing more about me and my family and my food and my recovery and my gaining weight journey with the gym and also with my food and how I was doing with my whole process. I started a YouTube channel and that's it. I now have my Instagram, my TikTok and my YouTube. Amazing. How do you think or what changed in your life where you said, okay, I'm willing or I'm okay with showing myself in the camera or on social media as well, not only the food anymore? So I was seeing that the value that I wanted to give um, on my social media, because I've always been thinking about helping others, was not really about the food because everyone could do the food. Everyone could create recipes or show different meals like it's quite simple quite easy but i did really want to talk about my own experiences and journey because i started to get a lot of questions about like gaining weight and how i'm dealing with it and have i gained any weight and stuff like that and i always found very very helpful to see other girls sharing her story sharing her journey um because i could see like oh my god gaining weight is not that bad 
look at them like they gain weight and it's not bad they look happy they have more freedom around food they look happy yeah they look better and i really wanted to show that and to prove that to myself as well um so i started to just do it just start showing my face my journey with it like completely even if i was self-conscious at first and i think the confidence started to come and just me showing what recovery and what gaining weight was about amazing so you not only have a history of gaining weight but you also have a history of losing the weight again is that right oh yeah i have had many many relapses mm -hmm. um because i always saw Uh, recovering and gaining weight just as gaining weight and I really never work on my mental health as well which I think it's extremely important to do because if not you're just gonna gain the weight and then lose it back again because you never fix what was broken you yeah. just kind of put a band-aid on it absolutely so what do you think um, has helped you the most in terms of like working on your mental health in order to maintain your weight as well okay so um, I don't have a therapist right now, but I used to have many and psychologists and psychiatrists and they all, I think each and every one of them has, have been like teaching me stuff mm -hmm. to like handle my emotions and to find different coping mechanisms instead of just relying on Uh, food and exercise and my body and trying to control my body all the time. So I think each one of them has been very, very helpful. So I really, really recommend getting a therapist or a mental health professional that could help you uh, in your own journey because everyone is different and have like different like reasons why it all started. But it's very important for you to not isolate yourself and to be around others and also professionals that could help you accept the help absolutely i think going back to the root causes like why actually did it happen to me because everything happens for a reason i don't know exactly. if you believe that as well okay perfect so we're on the same page so it's really yes. important to not just like look at your body as it is but to also like go deep inside of yourself like hey why did my body change in a certain way why did i stop eating why did i start becoming wanting to become skinny like there must always be a reason behind everything or maybe even if you never suffer from an eating disorder you still have issues with gaining weight like just go deep into yourself and ask yourself why is that and work from there because like yeah that's that's something that a, um, psychiatrists also teach me which was always asking yourself the question of why 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 so I'm afraid of gaining weight then why are you afraid of gaining yeah. weight no because I'm, I'm scared I won't find a, find a partner then why are you scared of that maybe in the past you saw someone that did that with other women and that's why you have like that thought in your mind but it's all about breaking those beliefs yeah. like the, the beliefs that you have inside you exactly so like coming uh, like belief patterns in general are like crazily like installed inside of us even if we maybe don't remember where exactly happened, yeah like from what we have this belief it could have been literally a situation where you were 10 years old you don't even remember the situation but something happened and you just like heard it maybe differently you thought it was super impactful so you just installed this belief at, like at 10 years old 
And it doesn't matter in today's world for you, but you still have this belief and you don't even know that you have it, but you still carry it with you. So it's so important to like, like travel all the way back to when you were 10 years old because your mind, your subconscious still has a story because it still impacts you in your nowadays life. So it will still have this belief in the situation when it was installed to travel back and be like, okay, now I know how we install this belief. So let's deinstall it, right? It's so important to like go back and be like, okay, this is where it happened, but I'm ready to let go of it. Now I'm ready to become a new person to live without this belief that I've been having for so many years. Um, I've got another question for you because I know that you've been gaining weight intuitively, but also gaining weight with tracking uh, with tracking your calories. What exactly is the difference for you? Which one do you think is easier? Which one do you think is more realistic? And how have you um, yeah how have you perceived both ways of gaining weight? Okay, so I have tried yeah as you said both, and both have the pros and the cons both of them for tracking macros um the pros is that you feel more in control and it's like easier for you to know if you're in a caloric surplus or not it's easier for you to make the meals because you know that you're getting your nutrition in and you're like gaining weight because you see it and you like you're tracking it so you know it and you know that it's enough or you know whatever like it's easier for you but the con is that you become very rigid with it and you don't leave any space for a spontaneous trips or saying yes to an invitation because you want to get your nutrition in and you want to be on track per se like quote unquote on track so that's quite hard and it can also become obsessive with like the weighing all your food and having your food prepared and stuff like that but you do make progress with that but mentally i think that it comes a point where you need to stop tracking your macros and start eating more intuitively um and with intuitive eating like the pros of course more freedom with the food choices more space for you to say yes to invitations because in reality you don't have anything to track you don't have any goal per se of like um protein or carbs or fat you just eat what you want but the con is that mentally it's still hard if you haven't been struggling with an eating disorder for a while you're gonna still have those mental restrictions in your mind so you don't really know if you're hungry or not and if you want a salad or a burger and it can become overwhelming in your head like should i go for this should i go for that like Overthinking, it's quite hard with intuitive eating if you're by yourself and you have been struggling in the past. Absolutely. Thank you so much for describing both ways. What do you think is the perfect or like the best working way for you personally in order to gain weight? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> okay. still, I'm still trying to figure it in, figuring everything out. But what I have done and what I'm doing right now is that I spent a lot of I'm tracking macros and I became like a pro with that. I know how to do that. And what my previous coach used to tell me when I told her that I wanted to eat more intuitively, she told me that I was right and that I actually got to the point where tracking was easy and I need to start getting my getting out of my comfort zone 
What's hard for me is eating more intuitively. It's leaving more room for error, for not hitting exactly the same macros. So I started to um, have a range instead of a perfect macro. Like instead of saying 130, I will have from 100 to 150, one example. So uh, that will give me a lot of room for me to just eat whatever I was craving and then just slowly progress because my end goal will always be to be able to eat intuitively and but I knew that I had to go through what I went through with the macros so that I could learn how to properly fuel my body and now I have like a lot of knowledge so that I can build up my plates and know if I'm eating enough or not. Absolutely. I actually think this is like a great way to see this whole thing, to like use tracking as a tool rather than an obsession or rather than like I have exactly. to do this or whatever. Like it's a really good tool if you know how to use it right without like seeing it any negatively or seeing it impacting your life in a negative way. So just using tracking as a tool in order to build like an overall knowledge and feeling over food. And then you're maybe going to be able to build your your bowls and your plates a lot easier because you're going to already kind of know like almost intuitive from like your knowledge that you have like okay this banana has 100 calories i know this because i've tracked this for a couple of times so now you no exactly. longer have to track this banana anymore you can just eat it and know okay this is a or banana. or if you go out to eat and you eat like pancakes for breakfast and um like at a place at a brunch place you eat just the pancakes let's say and then for lunch you go home and you're like oh i ate a lot of carbs so i could probably have more protein on this meal so like you kind of know how to balance, but it's all because I got the knowledge before of like tracking markers of like, I know that pancakes are not a very good source of protein. And I know that my body still needs to fuel itself. It's not just like eat bread all day. I mean, if you want to, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. But your body will also require the protein and the fat and the exactly. vitamins and the micro and micronutrients exactly. for you to function properly. Exactly. So actually what I do with my clients, I actually have clients who've never ever tracked macros or like anything in their entire life. So I actually give this as a task to them. I was like, hey, okay, track your calories just for like a few days, just to like have an idea of how much you're roughly eating. Because if you have no exact idea, it's going to be really hard for me even as a coach yes. to tell you what to do. Because if you have no idea, like I will, I will not know if you're eating a thousand calories, 5,000 calories. Like I just need to like a rough idea. I don't need the exact number because this will vary from day to day anyways. But just to like use tracking as a tool for you, especially in the beginning, if you're not knowledgeable about yes. like nutrition, it's can, it can be really helpful. But like you already mentioned, you should definitely stop as soon as it becomes obsessive, as soon as you're seeing the number instead of the food, as soon as you just like see a negative impact in your life, then you know, okay, I have to probably take a break to give my body like some reset to like let my body eat whatever it wants. And then maybe I can start and pick up back on it as soon as I'm recovered from an obsessive yeah way of yes. handling this Perfect. and if you're if you're into like like fitness for a lifestyle then i don't think it's necessary for you to track macros and eat the same thing every single day Absolutely. like you can live a lot of a lot of room because you're not really going to compete on anything you're just living your life and it's fun to it's fun to have fun you know Absolutely. Get, get out of your routine and go out and 
don't really care about having your mark your macros perfectly exactly and i think especially when you're like eating out when you're on holiday and everything like just let fully go because you won't be uh -huh. able to know anyways like even if you're trying to track it's just gonna be unnecessary because you literally don't know you don't know what kind of oil they use you don't know how much it could be so different so just like let go of it take a break yeah. like even if it's a full day even if it's a full day uh, a week or a month just like let go and try to like control less of all these things um I have heard that you really are a big fan of getting outside of your comfort zone. I mean, not that you're a big fan of it, but I know that you are trying to do more of it. Um, why do you think uh, getting out of your comfort zone is good? Gosh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that you can't grow if you don't get out of your comfort zone. You're Absolutely. always going to be with fears. You're always going to be, I don't know if you're in your little box if you don't really risk it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And life is about that. Life is about having fun and getting out there and meeting new people and getting out of your little box that you have been so afraid of getting out of, which I did for like about nine years of me being by myself and just eating my foods and not being outside and saying no to every single invitation because I was too scared of getting out there for different reasons, for food, for anxiety, for social anxiety. Um, and right now that I, it, I don't know, it feels like I open my eyes and it's just like there's a whole world outside of my house, a whole world. There's a lot of people I can meet, a lot of opportunities and experiences. And I've been living in my little box for nine years. Like that's not living. I don't want to get to an older age and then regret not having as much fun in my 20s because I was too scared. Absolutely. So I just started to like look up every single thing that I can do to get out of my comfort zone with food, with uh, trips. On Sunday, we went to a safari with my family. Wow. I, I didn't plan that at all. <laughs> it was just like, let's go. Okay, let's go. And fears in the past will have me say no because I will be scared of not having meal timing. I will be scared of uh, not having the control of what I was going to eat. I will be scared of staying in my car still for multiple hours because it was a long trip. But now that I went there, it was like, okay, it passed. Nothing happened. I'm still alive. <laughs> so <laughs> Probably even feeling better. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm way much happier because I spent a very good day with my family and I ate sushi I had spring rolls it was so delicious and I'm still here alive I didn't gain 20 pounds in a day exactly and just by getting out of your comfort zone once you will want to do it twice and three times and four times because now is that you realize oh my god nothing bad really happens yeah and it's, it's not all in my head It's not always going to be easy. Sometimes there's going to be bigger oh, things no. happening. So sometimes you still will be oh, like trying to hold back because it's like something you've never done before. But always like try to do it anyways, like especially when you know you have fears around specific things like going yes. out for food, like doing things outside of your room, like try to push yourself in the beginning because like you already said, you will notice that it actually feels good, that you actually start living your life more, that you actually start growing and evolving as a person. Um, so how would you say has like getting out of your comfort zone impacted your life like recently 
I've just been in a way much better attitude in my life. Like I've just been much happier and more relaxed. And now I just want to do it every single day. You know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. like, wow, this is so amazing. And even if I'm scared, I have come to realize that the fear in your head before doing it, it's the worst part. Yeah. But once you do it, afterwards you just feel so happy and proud of yourself and you're like i can do everything and if i could do this that i was so scared of i can do it again exactly. so like it, it it makes you more i don't know like more you have more hope in your life more happiness more um excitement for new things coming and new opportunities and new experiences and all of that and it's just amazing i love it and especially like you already mentioned the worry and the fear before something is happening is so much bigger we we like start overthinking things for no yes. reason and they actually never happen as bad as we imagine them to be right we so. catastrophize everything oh yes and honestly like one thing that has helped me a lot is just asking myself okay what's the worst thing that can happen yeah What's yeah. the worst thing that can happen? Okay, if I go to the safari and stay there for a while and I don't walk my usual steps or whatever, what's the worst that could happen? It's one day. It's one day. Exactly. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Oh, no, gaining weight. Is that really the worst <laughs> thing that can happen to you? Like, really? And it's just like in my head, I, I bully myself in my head. I'm like, don't be dumb, Danny. Like <laughs> literally it's one day, nothing bad will happen. And that's what happened. Nothing bad happened. I ate good food. I spent good time with my parents. I saw a lot of animals and I had that experience. And now I can check on my list, on my bucket list, going to the safari. <laughs> I love the worst case scenario example. Like I always do this as well when I like see mm -hmm. myself overthinking about whatever situation I'm going to face in life. I'm like, okay, Valetta, what is like the absolute worst case that will happen? And then you always, of course, like dramatize it so much more like a yeah. hundredfold. You're like, okay, this will happen and I might even die and everything. And <sighs> I'm like, okay, obviously you won't die, but like what is the second worst thing that will happen? And then I'm like, you know what? It's actually even not that bad. Even Even if that will happen which i actually deep inside of me know it won't anyways but i just try to accept the worst case scenario because then i'm fine even if that happens i'm like okay i've already accepted it uh, in advance so now even if it happens even though like probably 99 of the cases it doesn't happen anyways i'm like it's fine so i'm gonna do and try it and then i each and every single time i realize you know what the worst case scenario did not come true so <laughs> just always like try to calm yourself down um in advance um What role actually does journaling play in your life? Oh, it has been so <laughs> helpful. Like, first of all, um, gratitude. Always being grateful for the things that I have. Because sometimes I just get caught in, like, the negative mindset and the things that are bad in my life right now. So instead of that, I can focus and I can place my energy on the good things that are happening right now. So I have a house. I live in the U.S. I have, I don't know, my dog is healthy. My family is healthy. Like, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of luxuries. I'm not traveling all the time, but I have a job. I have my house. Again, I have food on my table. So like, 
first of all, like being very grateful, like gratitude, I think it's very important for me. And I do a gratitude list every single morning about five things that I'm grateful for. <laughs> because I, I just, that's the way I like to start my day. And then I, I don't know, I find little prompts or I just write about how I'm feeling. And I think it just makes it better to see your thoughts and instead of being in here because in here in your mind in your head everything is worse yeah than when you talk about it or you write about it mm -hmm. so that's what I've come to realize too and when I do my blogs also on YouTube is like a form of journaling and expressing my feelings for me so when I talk about it I all the time say to the camera like oh my god it sounds so stupid when I say it because it is Mm -hmm. But in your mind, it's just worse. It's just, I don't know, it feels like the world might be ending. And then you talk about it or you write about it. And it's like, hey, it's not that bad. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I also write a gratitude list every single morning um, because I just find it like it sets the tone for the day. It sets like automatically a positive tone on like how to start the day, how to like how to shift your focus onto the good things. Because if you already know, okay, I'm grateful for my fresh water, I'm grateful for fresh air, like the simple things in life, you're like, hey, life is actually not that bad. Yes, you can so always, things. you can always find the little things in life to be grateful for. Exactly. Always, always there's always gonna be something good in every day you just have to really look into it and focus on that because that's what you attract if you keep thinking about the negative the negative in your life that's what you're gonna attract and you're gonna attract more negative things exactly and if you're like if someone who's like super negative minded is listening to this episode right now hey, you woke up this day. This is already something to be grateful for. Like, hey, I woke up, I am breathing, I can see, I can hear. Like, start with like the super like obvious things, like things that are obvious, but we actually, we take them for granted. We don't think about them anymore. Like literally like, hey, I woke up this morning. I have a bed. I probably also have a pillow and a cover. Like those are things that not everyone in this world has. So be grateful for, the, for this, right? So like, don't take things like that for granted. They're here for a reason and you are able and you should actually allow yourself to be grateful grateful for those things as well yes and like I I have been dealing with a back injury so it's been a little hard for me also to focus on the good things but I also like even walking is such a blessing exactly now that I think about it it's like okay I cannot go to the gym and lift heavy weights as I would like to but I can walk and I can sit And I can do things with my body. I can do my food. I can cook. I can hug my mom. So that's a blessing because there's a lot of people that cannot do it right now. They cannot go for a walk. They cannot stand. So that's, that's such a blessing. You're absolutely right. And so often I think in life, we only come to realize the good things when they're being taken away from us, right? Like you just mentioned, like, hey, I probably haven't written down in my gratitude list like that I'm able to walk before, but now I will because now it has been taken away from me. And now I'm exactly. realizing that like, hey, walking is actually freaking amazing. So let's be grateful for that, right? Um, amazing. So how do you think, um, how would you describe the importance of eating despite like maybe not being able uh, to exercise or to move? Because like you already just mentioned that you had a back injury, so you were not able to lift weights. Like do you struggle nowadays to like still um, get your nutrients in and everything or because you're like maybe blocking yourself from it or is that like not an issue for you at all? Okay, so 
I am going to be honest and say before getting my injury, I got my wisdom teeth out and that was extremely hard for me. It was a week of being sitting in bed rest. Um, I couldn't do much and that was extremely hard for me. And um, being honest, I couldn't eat as much as I would like to and <laughs> as I will usually eat. And um, I lost a little bit of weight. And after that, I just felt extremely tired and really bad, like really bad from not eating, eating enough. So that teach me another lesson, which is like, even if you're on the sofa, even if you're on your bed, you still need to eat and nourish your body well, because if not, your body is going to tell you and it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun at all. After getting my wisdom teeth, uh, like a week after, I was feeling so weak, uh, tired, I had headaches, I couldn't sleep well. So I took another week, extra week, to just eat a lot and recover, not going to the gym still. So that. it has been like a month or more that I have not been able to lift weights as before. And I'm also learning as I go and nothing bad has happened yet so i have been challenging myself way more because i do want to recover like completely mentally and physically i want to be able to eat well even if i'm not going to the gym in the future i always think about my future too and i want to be able to travel many many countries i want to be able to experience many things and that's not possible if you're just um, on your, how do we say that? On your little world where you have, to go, you have to go to the gym every single day. And if not, then you don't eat. So that mindset will hold you over from having a lot of experiences in your life, mm -hmm. a lot of traveling, a lot of opportunities to go out there. And I always think about that and I... I just feel like it's necessary for me right now to eat enough, even if it's hard uh, for me. And even if I'm not like going to the gym or um, putting on muscle only, uh, stuff like that. Because in the end, it doesn't really matter. And nobody's going to see you as how much muscle you have. Exactly. Yeah, you're so, so right. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been telling myself. Because it's still hard for me, but... I'm doing what I can. Exactly. Just do your best. And like, even if you like still struggle with things, there's always ways to like learn how to grow out of this. There's always ways to like get better at things. And the first step is to like acknowledge, to realize them and then to work towards them. Right. So what do you usually do when you think or like when you see yourself like having like old thinking patterns, like from the past that are destructive, that are not leading you towards your goals? Like, what do you do? Like, do you journal? Do you meditate? Do you do like any specific things to like help yourself get out of this negative um, thought spiral? Okay. So, yeah, I am big on meditating, meditating, journaling. And I also really, really like to do like mood boards, mm. like vision boards on Pinterest and just seeing my future and seeing different, I don't know, image of the things that I want to accomplish or the places that I want to go, the experiences that I want to have. And all of them require for you to recover. 
like literally you cannot live a life on an underweight body on a negative mindset on a eating disorder like you can't really live a life that's like a requirement for you to live life so that's i really enjoy doing different mood boards to just remind myself of the things that i really want to do in life and that there's way much more than just how your body looks i don't know like in journaling also really really helps me absolutely i love the idea of vision boards and mood boards as well like i always give my clients like the task to create a vision board if they haven't yet because i think it's like such a beautiful inspiration and motivation to actually do things in your life right so like even yes. if you're like questioning like the whole i don't know either the weight gain journey whatever it is that you're questioning in life just look right next to you like oh wait but i actually do want to do this or i do want to achieve that in life and that's what reminds you constantly to keep going and to be exactly. able to stay on track and um, to be honest and when i'm struggling sometimes Mm. So as I'm a content creator and I have a lot of um, like girls that are struggling in my audience, I always ask myself if I don't, let's say one day I don't want to have dinner, an example, because I'm way too full. I'm like, is this going to help someone else? If I don't, if, is, is this helping anybody? Like even myself not having dinner? No, that's not okay. I need to do it. Not be not only because of me, because sometimes you get in the mindset of like, I don't care about myself because you don't want anything. But then I remind myself that I want to have a purpose in this life. And if that purpose is helping others, I'm not helping anybody by not eating. Absolutely. I am not. Exactly. So that's what I like to remind myself also. And if I have any question of like, should I have dinner even if I had dessert before? I also ask myself, like, okay, if a girl on the DMs asked me that same question, what would I tell her? So treat myself as someone else, yeah. not as myself. Because sometimes I'm very bad at myself, and, and this happens to a lot of girls, too. Yeah. They're very bad with themselves, but they're very good with others. Mm -hmm. Well, treat yourself as someone you love. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is actually... The perfect thing to say to yourself is like, don't treat yourself as you would like knowing that it's you, but like actually like imagine it's your best friend. Imagine it's your sister asking you this question. Like, would you actually be that mean to her? No, I don't think so. You were always like the worst like self-criticer that we have. Like we're yes. always like so negative. So yeah, literally mean to us because like we know that no one else is hearing these thoughts. They're only within us, but try to, yeah, even if you're like, okay, I'm being mean to myself, let's write it down because maybe then you're gonna like, like, hold on for a second you're gonna be like oh i actually don't want to say this to myself this sounds pretty harsh right so treat yourself like you just said like someone that you love the most um let's stay on the topic about nutrition um for a while or just for another moment um how do you um integrate fear foods back into your life do you still have those fear foods and like how have you um successfully managed to integrate some of those foods in the past I am I am the girl that will tell you you just have to do it, mm -hmm. even if you feel the fear, because it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away if you wait a day, an hour, whatever. Like, it won't go away unless you face the fear. So if you're afraid of eating, I don't know, like that happened to me with like the uh, fried chicken sandwich that I ate like a week ago. I was extremely scared of that, like extremely scared. 
but I always ask myself, do I want to be scared of this food for my whole life? Do I want food to control my life and my decisions? And there's a lot of foods that I don't know if it's fear per se or like, yes, I don't know how to explain it, but there's so many foods that I never try in my life and that I always say, said in the past, I don't like, but in reality, I haven't tried them. And I feel like life's way too short to not try food, to not try different things. So I now challenge myself to do it and again like i'll tell you you just have to do it if you're scared of something you just have to do it and that's the only way that you will realize that nothing bad happens when you eat that food nothing bad it's just food i bully myself in my mind i tell myself danny it's just food literally just food it's nothing to be scared of and I make myself do it, even if I feel very, very anxious before. Um, afterwards, I feel very happy. And the food is actually pretty good. It's really good. I, everything that I have tried is so good. And then I regret not having it in the past. It's so funny, you literally just sounded like my grandma because uh, my grandma is a person, she probably has only had like 20 foods in her entire life for some reason. I don't know why. Whenever I asked her like, grandma, do you like this? She's like, no, I don't like it. I'm like, have you ever tried it? No, I've never tried it. And I'm like, so how the hell are you supposed to know whether you like it? Or she literally has never had a banana in her life. Like, I'm not oh, no. there's so many foods, like probably 95% or 98% of the foods that I eat, she's never even tried. Like whenever I make food, like I'm the kind of person I'm always like hey try this like it's so good try this try that and she always says that she's like oh my god what is this and I'm like just try it out no I would never try this I'm just like you're literally like I don't know how old you are but like why you're missing out on so much in your life and obviously she's not scared of it I'm not saying that she has an eating disorder or anything but it's just a blockage like um yeah she doesn't get out of your hyper yeah. of her comfort zone my it's mom just... is the same with the food that she has not eaten in the past She's like, no, no, no. And mom, have you tried it? No. Yeah. Well, how do you know then? Like there's and a whole like culinary world out outside that's yes. waiting for you to explore and discover. And like food is just so yummy. I understand that like not everyone is a foodie. Like I'm an, a crazy foodie. I love food so much, especially like trying new flavors, trying new foods. Like whenever I go to a new country, Same. I'm like, what is the traditional dish? I want to try it out. Like I want to try whatever like people eat here. I want to try something new, like new spices, new mixtures, whatever. Like I want to be able to taste everything because it's so exciting for me. And I totally get that it's not for everyone, but at least like when you see that you are like scared of a specific type of food like like you just said just do it just try it out like even if it's just just yeah. like, start with a bite like i'm not saying you have to like do manage the whole pizza if you haven't had pizza in for so many years right just try with a slice like start with a yes. slice and then see how it goes like if you find it delicious then please keep going then don't let your mind bully yourself and be like no we're not going to eat the pizza because it has i don't know too many calories too much fat or whatever like i'm not telling you pizza is the healthiest food on earth no but like it's good to like sometimes have it because it's freaking delicious <laughs> i have come to realize that i'm not a picky eater i was just scared exactly because i like everything i if i think about it there's a few little things that i don't like but a lot of foods i do like i was just very scared of trying them but the more you try them the more you realize like nothing bad will happen 
And food is extremely good, delicious, and it gives you energy and happiness and experiences. And in the past, even if people will invite me somewhere to a restaurant or something, I will pack my food, my own food, like、mm. all the time. And yes, you're getting your food, and that's okay because yeah, I was tracking my macros, and I was just scared. So yes, I was getting the food in, but at the same time. It's just not the same to be on the same table with your parents or with your family or your friends, and having a different food. Yeah, it's just, it's just you don't get to fully、experience. be present、yeah. and fully experience that moment in your life to share with others how good the food is or like. Oh my God! What are you trying new? This is really good. This is really nice. We should definitely come back to this restaurant. And now it has become one of my favorite things to do. I love that. When I'm when I'm feeling like kind of sad or negative mindset, I invite my mom to go out for lunch and trying a new spot and trying a new、uh, place to grab some dinner or going for ice cream for gelato, which is my favorite dessert. And it just—it makes me happy. Food makes you happy and makes you be present and makes you share experiences with your loved ones, and that's amazing. And I love it. You're absolutely right. There is nothing I can disagree on.、Um, I love everything that you just said. What is your next step in your journey? Like, what is something that you're actively working on、um, at the moment? Actively with my health, I'm working on getting my period back. Which has been gone for nearly ten years,、mm -hmm. so it has been a struggle. It has been a struggle to like get it back because I have been relapsing so many times. And but I think this is it, and this is the time where I'm not gonna relapse, and I'm really going to stick to it until I get my period back. I'm not really sure how to do that. I'm just kind of like living my life right now and trying to let go of any stress, any food rule, and just eating what I want when I want to.、Um, making sure that I eat enough and making sure that I am not overexercising. Well, right now I'm not at all, <laughs> but、um, just lowering my stress levels of like everything, anxiety and stuff like that. Low low stress levels are like definitely the the first part that you need to do in order to get your period back. Like this is so so crucial. Like if you're constantly stressed, whether mentally or physically, doesn't matter. Like stress is stress to the body. It'll be pretty much impossible to get your period back. Um, just out of curiosity, have you tried doing a liver cleanse? No. Oh, that's something that you might be interested to look into because I'm not saying this is the the magic recipe to get your period back, but I have heard from a lot of girls who have done a liver cleanse and that helped them a lot because the liver is basically the organ that is controlling the hormones inside of the body, and it's possible that you're gonna have like some toxins stored in your liver. That's why the body is not producing the hormones needed,、um, and basically that could help. I'm not saying it will help everyone, but it's just something to look into if you're someone who's struggling with、uh, not getting. Period back. Of course, first of all, lower your stress level. Second of all, gain weight if you're underweight because those are the two things that will you will not get your period back if you have not succeeded with、uh, low stress levels and getting your、uh, gaining your weight up. But then the third thing.、Um, Could be that your liver possibly has some toxins stored, and that's why the hormones are not being produced accordingly.、Um, 
yeah, I would say I'm done with my questions. You answered them so beautifully. I think there was so much value for the audience out here. But before I let you go, is there anything that you would like to share? Um, not really. Just like if you're on this journey to not give up, because I know it's hard. It's extremely hard, but I think it's the best thing that you can do for your life and to live a healthy, happy life. It's a requirement. In the past, I will be so caught in the top in the thought of what if I gain weight and my life doesn't get better, or I cannot find friends, or I cannot find whatever, and that will make me stuck on the underweight body. But then I realized that I am the only one making myself stuck. Like, I'm not going to be able to find friends if I say no to every single invitation. I'm not going to be able to find a boyfriend if I am not able to go out for dinner as spontaneously if he invites me out. Like, recovery is actually a requirement for you to live life and to have a beautiful, happy, and healthy life. So don't give up. You got this, and we're in this together. That was such a beautiful summary. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for sharing your energy. Thank you so much for sharing your experience on this journey and your wisdom that you have accumulated along the way. I think it was truly so beautiful and inspiring. If you want to reach Danny, as always, the link will be down in the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was amazing. And I love talking to you. One last question. How was your first uh, your first podcast experience? It was nerve-wracking, I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared all the time because English is not my first language either, so it's just like, what if I say something wrong? And That's okay, no one here is perfect and so many people or women here listening are not like, they're not perfect in English either, but you did such a great job. Thank you so much, you're amazing. That's it with today's podcast episode. If you enjoyed listening to this, if you find there was some value inside, I would highly appreciate if you shared this podcast episode with one of your friends or someone that needs to hear this information. And also, I would really appreciate if you gave this episode a five-star review because this helps me out so much by reaching more people that actually need to hear this information, how to gain weight successfully and healthfully and most importantly, wholesomely. That's it. I'll let you go and I wish you the most beautiful day. Speak to you soon. Bye.